if your definition of friendship is someone deleting your browser history directly after your dying breath, yeah, this is a podcast for you. Welcome to the podcast. My name is Omar, and you're listening to Control-Alt-Reload, episode two. Today, or tonight, because like I said, that's how podcast works, we're going to talk about VPNs, also known as virtual private networks, exactly what they do, how well they do, and my favorite use of them, and my particular favorite brand, which is going to be NordVPN. Nope, they're not paying me to say that. It would be nice, but because they're not paying me, I'm going to give you a straight-up honest review nor if you hear this, I will give you an honest review if you give me some money, but you know, we'll talk. So I've been using VPNs since 2016. Initially, when I got my first VPN, I can't even remember exactly which one I got. I wasn't exactly sure what they did. I just thought I should have one. It wasn't until I got a little bit more informed and tech savvy that I realized the applications and how powerful they really are and how useful they are and how much I desperately needed to use one, especially when I'm going to public places. VPNs work by routing all of your internet traffic from your phone or your computer to a private server instead of your ISP and your internet service provider, whether it be Cox, Comcast, what have you. Doing that, allows for a camouflage, if you will, uh, because they're going to be controlling both sides of the nodes, you're in and you're out. As such, it's much more difficult to pinpoint where you are and what you're doing online. It can still happen. It's just a lot more difficult. Let's be honest. No one wants to use their cellular data if they have the opportunity to use Wi-Fi. As such, a lot of these companies or restaurants uh, just give out free public Wi-Fi, which is great. The issue with that is when you have free public Wi-Fi, uh, you get a lot of snoopers. You get a lot of greasy people who will just wait for someone that isn't as secure to get their information, whether it be credit cards, or it could be their, it could be their anything, really. All they really need is Wireshark and Airmon NG, a little bit of Kali Linux, uh, and uh, an external Wi-Fi adapter. They're good to go. It really doesn't take too much to get someone's information over public Wi-Fi. As such, using a VPN will really increase your chances of being hidden. So instead of your IP address pinging to that coffee shop or that library or that business that's offering the Wi-Fi, if you're using a VPN, it can ping to South America, you can go to Cape Town, Moscow, Japan, anywhere in Europe, anywhere that your VPN company has private servers that can be utilized at any given time, you can use those. Now, VPNs are not perfect. If someone has the time, energy, and most importantly, resources to really do a solid trace eventually they're going to find a crack in that code. It's possible that the leak can happen. It's happened before. However, 
The beauty of the VPN is that it gives you such good camouflage that the average person who is just doing their normal business online in a public area, anyone potentially trying to infiltrate them will just not be interested because it wouldn't be worth it because it'll be just too much of a hassle. Now, because of recent events in the history of the world, <coughs> coronavirus, there's going to be a lot more people working remotely from home. And I just hope that they're actually working from home where more than likely their interconnection is going to be much more secure than the public Wi-Fi. Because if not, hackers are going to be having a field day with all the data that they're going to collect over the next couple months. And I really hope that's not the case. So people... If you're going to be working remotely, be safe about it. Get a VPN. Okay, so now I want to get into the difficulty in the setup itself of VPNs. I can't speak for every VPN. I only tested the ones that I've used. My favorite is NordVPN. I've been rolling with them since I, about 2016, as I said earlier. And the ease of use is it's very easy to use. Simple as that. Now, I can use it on my uh, tablets, my mobile. I can use it on my PC, Mac. It really doesn't matter. Uh, anywhere that you have an internet connection that has a smart device capability, you can use NordVPN. I've had very little issues with it. The latency is very low. Now, one thing you do have to keep in mind is when you're using a VPN, you're going to see a drop in your speeds. That just can't be helped. Uh, those servers uh, that you'll be using are normally a lot further away than your normal server's uh, if you're just going to uh, just be casually browsing the internet, even if you're using a server based in your country, even in your state, it's going to be a little faster to not use a VPN, but you're going to open yourself up to much more security risks. Now, VPNs have come a long way since 2016. I act like it's so long ago, but in reality, technology-wise, it really has. Think about your phone you had in 2016 versus now. The latency is much more improved uh, to a point where it is noticeable, but nowhere as near as, as what it used to be. It used to be, uh, if you use your VPN, good luck watching videos, good luck actually live streaming something. That's not really the case anymore. Like, you can watch your Netflix, you can watch your Hulu, you can do whatever you want while using a VPN, send your emails with normal speeds, live feeds of things. Uh, strong downloads, you're not going to have much of a problem in that aspect. But you also need to manage your expectations a little bit um, when it comes to, you know, very serious downloads, high storage capacity uh, downloads. Just just be conscious of that. So keep in mind, it may take longer to download things, but those things that are downloaded are going to be much more protected as opposed to just using public Wi-Fi and just hoping that you're not going to get a root kit or something of that sort. Now, as far as the actual GUI of NordVPN, this is one of the main reasons why I love this app. I can choose from dozens of different countries at any given time with no difficulty whatsoever. It's just as easy as pointing on a map which country I want to use and which server within that country to use. Normally, I have at least 10 options per country of servers. There's some countries where I can only choose one that's very reasonable in some some aspects. But a really good example, I want to watch a particular show that I knew would not come on Netflix in my country, United States. So I just went on Nord, I changed my IP address that would come from, you know, my home state to Italy. Using that, I just 
reloaded my Netflix account and I was able to watch a show that would normally not be available in my country, you know, just casually on my TV. Felt like a boss, I'm not gonna lie. It wasn't dubbed, it wasn't Italian, it was in just plain English, uh, but that's something that you couldn't normally do uh, on your devices. It's something to really take account. Uh, let's say you're traveling overseas um, and you wanna watch your favorite show. You, let's say you wanna watch Bachelor. God forbid that's your favorite show, but nevertheless, and it's just not coming on in that country. Well, if you use a VPN, in particular, you use NordVPN, uh, you can just click on a server that's based in America, and congratulations, you can watch whatever you darn well please. You're good to go. Not every VPN has that ability to choose which country server you'll be using, uh, but when you pay for it, that's one of the advantages. It's not expensive. Uh, if I can afford it, you can, trust me. If you're able to listen to a podcast, you can probably afford NordVPN. It's subscription-based. You can buy it by the month, or you can buy it by half a year, or by a full year. I don't believe you can buy lifetime access at this point, but that may change uh, because of recent events. Uh, I'd be very surprised if people's business models uh, do not change a little bit when it comes to the use of VPNs, because it's really going to be uh, a commodity at this point. And software is always easy to upgrade. I say that jokingly, don't worry. Now, VPNs make a secure connection. And to do so, uh, it needs to have a strong base and it has to have a, a strong endpoint from client to server and then from client to back and forth, back and forth. Nord uses IKE V2, and that is known to be extremely secure, extremely fast. Uh, as long as you have a good device, more or less uh, you know, upgraded to the modern times, IKE version 2 uh, is going to be perfect for what you require. Now, that's just default. You can change it. They may, have, I think, believe they have a proprietary use of Nord links, but I keep mine at IKE V2, and I've never had any problems. Nord also has an auto connect function that is very convenient when you're just doing the everyday hustle and bustle of your commute or your travel. If you're just trying to catch your planes, your buses, your trains, uh, using the auto connect is very convenient. Uh, it's just one less thing you'll have to worry about. Uh, no one, like I said, or wants to use their cellular connection. It's just not a thing people want to do. Using the Wi-Fi that are on trains or on planes is just way more convenient. You even have it on public metro buses uh, nowadays. So, Having just the auto connect is just a huge advantage of simplicity. It's just one less thing you really have to worry about. Uh, I have an iPhone, so it's also able to connect instantly with Siri. That's really cool. I don't really know too many other VPNs that are able to do that. Um, at the settings bar, uh, I'm able to just have it as my default VPN. So I can just press VPN and it'll go directly to Nord as opposed to the, one of the dozens on the app store that's going to try and sell me uh, everything that I don't need. So the final feature that I'm going to talk about today with Nord is the CyberSec. That's a feature that's going to block ads and malware uh, on your device as long as you actively have Nord running and you have that feature on. That's really going to give you some additional peace of mind because it doesn't matter what website you're on or how protected you think you are. Malware is designed to really just sweep in there very slowly. Uh, Trojan horse is so if you can remember that far back into the internet, it's still a thing. Malware is alive and well. It's not going anywhere anytime soon. As long as people are trading money and products over the internet, someone else is going to try and take it from you. As long as you have data that is usable, 
someone's going to want to try and take it. Using a VPN is great. Uh, using ad blocker is great. Using mal blocker is great. Using all three is excellent. So just keep that in mind. If you too decide to go with Nord, uh, make sure that your CyberSec is turned on. So now I want to talk about some of the drawbacks of VPNs, and in particular, NordVPN. Now, Nord does a really good job at giving you a safe and secure connection, but one major drawback, I think, is their lack of transparency uh, with the actual safety of it. It is not a catch-all. This will not make you 100% secure, and it kind of gives that uh, perception that it will. This is not Tor, and if you don't know what that is, that's okay, because we're going to cover that in a couple episodes from now. Uh, this is not Tor at all. This is not what it does. It changes your IP address, but like I said, if someone works hard enough, it they will be able to find you. So don't think that you're anonymous completely when you're using this. Uh, this is really just a little bit of camouflage in a forest. Uh, you, are, you are still, in some aspects, going to be seen. So don't get it twisted in the concept of that this is completely perfect. It isn't. It's very close to it, but it isn't perfect. Another drawback uh, that I found uh, while using VPNs is the usability within other applications. Now, this isn't just for Nord. This is just VPNs as a whole. If you're actively using your VPN, you'll find that there are apps that are very user-friendly within it. You won't even know that your VPN is working. You'll just know that you're being protected and you're good to go. There are other apps uh, that will just not function whatsoever, and you won't understand why until you turn off your VPN and you realize, oh, okay, it was a VPN. That was a reason why my bank app wasn't working. Now, the reason for that is VPNs use a mixture of encryption and uh, TCP, it's transfer control protocols, that are different from the regular uh, user data protocols and uh, TCP protocols that normally happen when you use your apps, uh, and particularly your finance apps. I'm talking uh, Bank of America, things like that, or your stock options, uh, using Robinhood, using those kind of applications, you're going to have a pretty hard time using your VPN, and you won't realize it. They don't talk about that uh, on their website. I don't know any VPN that actually speaks about the, hey, heads up, you're not going to be able to use this app very well on uh, on our uh, software. I wish that these companies actually told you, hey, look, use it for this, use it for this, use it for this. Uh, however, you're going to have an issue using it for that. Now, I'm not mad at them. I understand why. Uh, but, you know, manage your expectations. You're not going to be able to use every single app uh, that you want while using your VPN. that's going to wrap up our episode. Today we talked all about VPNs, what they do, how they do it, how well certain VPNs do it, what I like in my particular VPN, and what you can look for when you're shopping for one. So hopefully you're a little bit more informed, you're a little bit smarter than you were before this. And if not, well then hit me in the DMs and teach me something about it. I always want some more information. I really like the feedback that I've gotten over uh, the last episode, and I hope I get good feedback on this one. We're on Spotify, we're on Google Play, we're on Apple Podcast. I have a website up. You can find the links in my description on my Twitter account. And yeah, that's the thing. I'm on Twitter now. So yeah, hello 2020. I want to give a moment and 
shout out to all the customer service people working in my country right now in the United States. I'm talking people working in Walmart, working at Target, working fast food joints that are right now pretty much on the front lines. Uh, all my nurses, all my doctors, all my medical technicians, all my veterinarians, everyone that is in customer service right now uh, at whatever capacity, you guys are the real MVP right now because you're at just right there in the front of it and you're helping people help themselves and if no one's told you today uh, thank you i'm saying thank you we all know how crazy is outside i'm not hoarding toilet paper because i just don't need it like that if you need that much toilet paper you should really see your doctor uh, not about the coronavirus but i'm not going to give you medical advice but thank you from the bottom of my heart thank you so thank you for listening to my podcast my name is Omar, and you'll be listening to Control-Alt-Reload. See you next week, where we talk about more tech. Have a good one.